Hello, welcome to another Footy Rambles with myself, Jonathan Keefe, also known as Johnny. Not just Johnny like it was last time, it is Johnny. Uh, and, and naturally, I get joined every single podcast by the one, the only, the guy that writes more articles and shares them on Twitter than Piers Morgan tweets updates. It's Callum Castelnuovo. Good to see you again, Callum. Good to see you too. Thanks for the. You can uh, tell that up. I make it up like that, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so um, yeah, it feels like we've not done one of these for for a little while, but it was in fact Monday evening, wasn't it? So you know, you know, two. We've well, it'll be two this week. Obviously, we want to try and get it a little bit more than that. So we will try. I mean, this week has just been chock. I mean, as people on YouTube will be able to see. I'm obviously not in my house. And I don't say obviously, you know, it could be my house. It's my kind of decor, I would guess. But this is my mum and dad's house. So here tonight. Callum, where do we find you, as always, I assume? In my box, in my flat. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, (laughs) So, and going from that, we will crack straight on with the agenda for today. So, naturally, ladies and gentlemen, there has been so much football in the Champions League. We've been spoilt with excellent football. So, we are going to talk about uh, Young Boys versus Man United, not Man United versus Young Boys, as I've written down here. Um, There was also Chelsea that were playing Zenit. uh, Barca and Bayern was something we're going to go into very briefly, I'll be. Uh, Besiktas versus Dortmund because that was a wonderful game uh, with some wonderful players, one English player in particular who we will focus on. You can all probably guess. Naturally, Bruges versus PSG. What is going on there? And then, of course, we need to go into the highlights of last night's wonderful display of football of Liverpool versus Milan and City versus Leipzig. And when I say Milan, ladies and gentlemen, I do, of course, mean AC Milan. We are also going to talk goal of the week. We're going to focus more on Champions League. Is that correct, Callum? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, And then we will also do some uh, Fantasy Premier League updates, also known as FPL updates, where we're going to talk captain picks because we are spoilt once again by uh, choices, options, who we're going to pick, etc, etc. I genuinely don't know at this stage. We'll probably come on to that in about, let's call it 25 minutes. I genuinely don't know at this stage who is going to be my captain. So it'll be interesting to see who Callum's going with. And because he's so far in front of me, I'm not going to say I'm going to copy you, Callum, but I might copy you. So just have that in your pocket of maybe just maybe throw, you know, throw in a a random selection of random choice of captains that you might have. I'm going to captain the keeper this week. Oh, really? Is that right? Okay. (laughs) Right. Okay. To be fair, I'd probably get more points if I was to do that. So let us crack straight on with Young Boys versus Manchester United. Callum, take us away. Right. Okay. Well, it was... um... It was a crazy game, to be fair. It wasn't so exciting, really, um, up until, obviously, Wan-Bissaka got sent off um, and they got even less exciting. But, was it a red card for you, first and foremost? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. It was reckless. It was above the ball. It was studs up. Um, he it could have been really an ankle play. breaker. Yeah, exactly. They yeah, didn't get I, I would the say ball. so as well. I think that's the yeah. I think this is the key thing, really. When you're going to go into a challenge like that, I've seen the Tarkowski one um, floating around on Twitter, and people have got their opinions, but got the entire ball first and just slammed into the man. And I mean, if you've ever played Sunday League football, um, you should appreciate the fact that that is going to happen. You are going to get taken away, and if the player gets the ball, no complaints. It's football. Um, so yeah, I think it's a red card. Didn't get the ball. Could have broke his ankle um, and ruined the game. Really. I mean, Ronaldo scored, which was great. And everyone Another was happy. For him, yeah, yeah it was Champions League, isn't he? 
that's it, Mr. Champions League. And the ball from Fernandez was sublime. Um, oh wow, it was um, it was a great goal. But United didn't really seem like they were still up to the occasion. Whereas um, I think the celebrations at the end kind of told us that it was Young Boys' final. Um, and I've um, and overall, Young Boys had 19 shots and United had two shots, which I think tells the story. And yeah. obviously, unfortunately for Jesse Lingard, he, he pulled out a big, big, big error, <laughs> gave the assist to Young Boys. And they oh, won, and they celebrated one, like they just won the Champions League themselves. They like, too, yeah, as well. definitely. Um, but yeah, well, absolutely. And I, the, uh, the manager David Wagner, he was the Huddersfield manager. He had a tough time at Schalke. I really like him, um, and he's obviously he, he's. I don't know how young boys are doing in Switzerland, but I mean they're top of the Champions League group, so I'm sure they're not complaining tonight. I can imagine it was party central, to be honest with you. Do you know what I must admit? And this will go for a lot of other people out there. I imagine no idea where young boys are based. So when you said Switzerland, yeah, that that was an education piece for me there. I was absolutely no idea whatsoever. Now, I must say, and I heard it on the radio this morning, that when you take Ronaldo off and put Jesse Lingard on, it feels like all of a sudden there's a fear factor that's lost from Man United from that point because Ronaldo, give him an inch of space, just get him the ball. You can almost say that, you know, seven, eight times out of ten, it's probably going to be in the back of the net or something good is going to come from it. So, do you know what? Whether it was tiring, whether it was a case of actually wanting, for, you know, for the weekend or whatever it might be, for me, would I have brought him off? You know, he's not going to make that many long runs. He's not going to tire himself out in the game because he knows what he can and can't do. So, I mean, whether or not they, they might have needed to, don't get me wrong. I don't know what was going through all his head, but do you know what? Does this put some pressure on Ollie? You sure as hell does it? Yeah, of course it does. And, and, and rightly deserved. They should have been walking over teams like young boys. You know, fa- fair enough. They've got into the Champions League. Fair play to them. But ultimately, they, they should be they should be doing them. Quite simply. Yeah, shouldn't even even with ten men, arguably. Um, I mean the substitutions he made. He brought Dallo on for Sancho straight away, so there was a defender for a winger. Um, and then <clears throat> to start the second half, he took Van der Beek off for Varane, so there's another defender for a midfielder. And then Lingard on for Ronaldo, which is just another eyebrow raiser. Matic on for Bruno Fernandez at the same time. It's crazy, it just getting, isn't it? Well, absolutely. It was just getting more and more defensive. Um, yeah. And he brought those two players on, Lingard and Matic, after Young Boys scored their first. So he started to backtrack and brought Martial on for Fred. Um, and then they just they brought on a few more attackers and they killed the game off in the end. And it not just it. Uh, this is the thing we were speaking about Ollie the other day and comparing him to Gareth Southgate. If he doesn't win anything this season again with the squad he's got, doesn't make any. He's the thing is of Ollie. He seems like a, a bit of a character as well. Like he says the same thing uh, in all the press conferences. He doesn't really give any sort of clarity. Um, it's like he tries to be a bit Sir Alex Ferguson-esque and try and give off that persona. If he doesn't pull out, his his tactics are questionable. He's not learning too much. And he's... Could could Man United have been doing better all this time? I almost feel like, you see what David Moyes is doing with West Ham. Have they kind of now got the squad and missed out on the managers? Van Gaal, Mourinho, people will laugh, but Moyes, um, have they almost got the squad but not the manager now? Um, And it's we're saying why kind of try and fix something that's not broken at the moment, but is it broken? Should you be using, losing to young boys with Cristiano Ronaldo on the pitch? Um, they, he's got too much of a good squad this year. I think I think even if he makes the Champions League this year, but does nothing else, I think he could be in trouble finally. Um, and they could really find like a big manager out there because big name could find any manager if they wanted to. 
Well, this is it. I have heard that Antonio Conte is waiting in the wing for one of the first uh, Premier League jobs that could come available, whether it is Arsenal. You know what? Would you would you like to see him at Man United? No, I wouldn't do. But that's from a rivalry perspective. God, he would be fearsome. I don't know if he would clash with a lot of the players there, especially when it comes to the bigger names there. I think he probably really would clash with Conte. But at the same time, guy gets results. And that is what United are all about. Fair enough, they're on it. They want that worldwide, you know, fan base. But with big names comes that fan base. And arguably, when it comes to Conte and his presence as a manager, it's big. He's a big name in that in the management world when he's done as much as he has done. But hey, uh, one of them was buried compared to the sixth that Zenit had and didn't manage to bury any of them. So Romelu Lukaku, it doesn't matter how he gets it. It was a cheeky header as well, I must say. Back post header, great header, to be honest. But he just is, he's doing the business at the moment for Chelsea. You know, at the moment, great acquisition. Absolutely. And I think this, again, for me, is showing the difference between um, Man United and Chelsea. Like, this is why I had Chelsea to win the league and not United, because Ronaldo wasn't getting that service from Man United during that game. Um, Lukaku, arguably, wasn't getting too much service during the game against Zenit, but they won and he scored. And it's it's really important that the Chelsea model is to control the game um, and be defensively strong. Um, and they were missing that kind of goal scoring edge. And now they've got that and they're, they're doing very well and they're very exciting. Um, and I think just just by looking at the game altogether, you could kind of see like Zenit was still getting into dangerous areas. They could have equalised at the end. They should have equalised. It was a real Gaza moment. Um, hmm. An inch an inch more they should have been. But it, it just goes to show that when you've got sort of this rhythm and this kind of uh, jigsaw that's now had the final piece added, that sometimes luck will come for you as well. Yeah, um, I do not disagree with anything you've just said there. Um, as annoying as that might sound to listeners, I think Chelsea are a superb team. They have got so much potential in that squad now. They've got some depth, nowhere near as much as City. But at the same time, do you know what? City are burying teams at the moment. But Chelsea are just getting, you know, they're winning. And then that's it. That's all. The game is winning. And ultimately, would I, similar to the Champions League final, would I back Chelsea? If it came to any game of the season, yeah, you're too, you're too right, I would do. One goal, two, you know, I'd probably put two and a half goals on them if I was to stick a bet on, like I would have done yesterday to be fair, uh, secured me on um, on Wednesday. But ultimately, the game is about winning. And you know what? They're just stuffing teams at the moment. They're just Even if it is just by the, okay, not stuffing, 1-0. It's not exactly a stuffing, but you know what I mean? They're just getting that win. And, and ultimately, I, I can see them going to the final. Will they defend it? Oh, there's some good teams out there, but again, the solid. Um Let's let's move on then on to Barcelona versus Bayern Munich. Funnily enough, I'm just on their stats at the moment. Um, position, excuse me, possession was pretty similar. It was 52 to 48, uh, favouring in Bayern. 17 recorded shots for Bayern Munich versus the five that Barcelona had. Callum, it's fair to say a certain messy character is being missed. Yeah, big time. And Bayern have still got their their star Lewandowski, who have, of course scored two goals, was an excellent yeah. poacher goals. They both came off the post and buried them. And Thomas Muller scored his typical scrappy scrappy goal that was important. So they they were just a, yeah they were steps above Barcelona. I don't think Barcelona ever looked like scoring. I don't think they even had a shot on target out of their five shots. Um, no, they whereas right. Bayern yeah. did get seven on target. They superb. Yeah, exactly. So and that's at the new camp as well. Imagine imagine um, at Bayern's ground. I don't think. 
I don't think Barcelona, to be honest with you. I mean, they're lucky they're in a good group because it's only Benfica and Kiev in there. So they'll they'll make it through to the next stage. But I think that'll be, uh, depending on who they get, I think that'll be game over for them. I just think they're uh, they're missing so much. And obviously Griezmann's just left. Aguero's injured. Messi's gone. The the team's kind of just... They've Depleted. got two Dijongs. <laughs> yeah, depleted. And they're, they're playing a back five with Arajuo and, and Garci who wasn't good enough for City um, and Gerard Piquet is just not he hasn't really got the same legs he used to um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a small right. team <laughs> yeah like it's these honestly I look at him and I go how are you them. Um, I don't sorry there is a bit of a lag ladies and gentlemen which is why we are every now and then pausing or maybe talking a little bit longer I'll, you know, I'll throw it out there hold our hands up you know no, life imperfect and every now and then <laughs> neither is this but I was just going to say that PK he um, he's he's not the player he used to be I look at him and go how are you not 40 already because you've been around for that long quite you know it's harsh but it's true yeah, he's 34. He's getting there. He's he's not too far behind Ronaldo. And people are two years, like Ronaldo's ancient. two years older than me. That's just, you know, it's heartbreaking <laughs> at times when you think about it like that, isn't it? Yeah, anyway. But no, I totally agree. Um, they're just missing the star players. And do you know what? The, because the finances are in such a rotten way at the moment, it's just it's going to be this case for a little while, I think. I think a couple of seasons, they're just going to fall flat. I can really see Atletico Madrid doing it again in the league just because, you know, Real Madrid, as much as they're trying to compete, they are still somewhat competing. Um, it's not the squad it used to be. There's no, there's not the Galacticos from once upon a time. Gareth Bale in and out of the squad because he's injured. Hazard, same situation. You know, Viniscus is looking sharp, I must say. Um, but other than that, great. You know, you look at the squad and go, it's just shadow. Um, nowhere near as bad as Barcelona, but, you know, excuse me, yeah, nowhere near as bad as Barcelona. God, I forgot what I was talking about then. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on very swiftly to one of my favourite games. And it was because the the superstars of Dortmund are just... I, I love watching them. I, I, I think Jude Bellingham is one of the most exciting players in the game at the moment. His goal and his assist were both stunning. Oh, absolutely. And I, the, that goal could be um goal of the week as well for the Champions League. It was just so well put away. Um, just the chest down, and I think he took it first time as well, straight yeah. through the keeper's legs. Again, he just looked like um a, a level above. Yeah, he just, and 18, I can't believe it. He just looked incredible. And watching watching the highlights, he he was doing it on the defensive end as well. It wasn't just the, the way he attacks. He's just got every attribute he got an assist he got a goal and he made an important challenge and that was in a two-minute clip on the on youtube he just looked great and harlan there as well those two i can't wait um, and i know it's unfortunately inevitable for dortmund but for us fortunately one of them's going to get picked out by the top four the other one's going to get picked out by the top four whether one's at chelsea one's at liverpool one's at united one's at i, I think that'll happen i think harlan will be at city because he'll be a cheaper option to kane because that Actually, his buyout clause is around the 75 million mark. Um, I think the wages will be a bit of an issue getting them over. But again, it's City. Will it be an issue? Probably not. Um, Chelsea don't need him. Um, the only other people that I can see going in for him is, is Man United. But arguably for the next two years, they're not going to need somebody because I think Ronaldo's contract gives another a, a, a year extension. So, you know, but we'll see what happens anyway. But... Um, Harland, I just you know, with the fact that he is as exciting as he is, sixty-six games, sixty-six goals, all competition. 
<laughs> what can you say? The guy is just, a, a, you know, we're talking about Jude Bellingham. He's a box-to-box wizard, is Jude Bellingham. He's got, do you know what? You look at him and go, you are quite a gangly kid. What is, you know, it's a bit strange to watch him play. But then you watch him play and you just think to yourself, how's he doing this? Like even, was it England where he just took it around three players and you're thinking to yourself, no one should, you know, Messi could have got out on that, but should anybody else get, you know, Bellingham's doing it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing the two. There's a long way for Bellingham <laughs> to go. But at the same time, Bellingham is the exciting player that we're looking forward to seeing it, you know, in the bigger leagues at some point. You know, don't get me wrong. Germany has got a good league, but it's, in my opinion, not the Premier League. Um Harland again, like we've just said it, you know, it was a great little take. He missed a sitter beforehand. Great assist from Bellingham. Great finish. You know, it was a nice little tap in, but do you know what? It was a poacher's finish. Fair play to him. Um, right then, I know that you're interested in this one. What is going on, Callum, at PSG? Bruges 1, PSG 1. All those superstars. In fact, I heard Pochettino say something like, you know, Bruges have really invested in their squad and what have you. And all of a sudden he's saying, you know, he's coming up with, okay, you've not invested in yours. Are you sure when you're paying Messi 30 million a year? Behave yourself. So come on. Have you seen the highlights? What's not working? Apparently Mbappe was limping off. I'm not too sure personally. Oh, I, I don't know what's going on, really, because they seem to be doing OK in the league. They're not struggling too much. But I mean, to it's five have and five, made... isn't it, that they've done so far, isn't it? Five wins out of five, something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but to have Neymar, Mbappe, Messi, Herrera, Wijnaldum, uh, Kimpembe, Marquinhos, Hakimi in the same squad against Club Bruges of Belgium, who haven't really got a player I could name to you. Um, the goal scorer was called Van Eken. How are they not putting them away? But not only that, Club Bruges almost had double the amount of shots that PSG did. They had 16 shots to PSG's nine. Um, and, I mean, everyone, all that anyone could talk about afterwards was, oh, Messi hit the crossbar. Uh, has, he, has, he, has Messi, I don't know, has Messi scored a goal yet? He's PSG? not scored yet for PSG. No, no. I mean, I'm. The, the, it's early doors. It's early days. But when we talk about the Ronaldo-Messi comparisons, it does strike me that um, Messi's moved leagues once, and it appears not everything's very cloudy. But Ronaldo's <laughs> moved and scored three, and that's what I associate with Ronaldo compared to Messi is that adaptability. Um, so I mean, not going to get into that whole conversation, but I don't know what's going on. I don't know why they couldn't be Club Bruges, and now they're um, they're second in that group behind Man City, who I think will just absolutely destroy that group. And then Leipzig aren't walkovers. So PSG, they don't fix up. They um, they might have to sit in third. Yeah, they've got West Ham of, um, of United at the weekend. I'm intrigued to know how Ronaldo will do against a very David Moyes fixed team. You know, digressing obviously from, the, from PSG, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Ronaldo now, obviously, for rather than 16 years ago or whatever it was, will will get on. But anyway, to be honest with you, that, that game was about as dull, you know, dishwater dull, if you like, because of everyone's expecting PSG to walk stuff at the moment. You know, people are expecting them to win the Champions League after that performance, you know, especially against Club Bruges again. I had Same to ask you where PSG. young boys were from. Before you said Belgium, <laughs> I was like, well, if you give me five guesses, I might get it. Um, <laughs> again, that's why I host and Callum is the specialist. <laughs> right. Let's get into something that was a lot more juicy. You know, crack those fingers and everything. Liverpool, AC Milan. Wow. Yes. What a game. 
Jesus. Oh. So for those that didn't watch, Liverpool scored from a cracking Trent Alexander-Arnold cross that ended up going into the back of the net via a diversion. Um, then uh, AC Milan went and scored in like the 42nd and 44th minute, which was just against the run of play. But then they started hammering on that pressure and fair play to them for doing it. Um, and then it was on the back of half time. They come back out. Um, Salah, after missing a penalty in the first half, which was a great save, by the way, he just didn't quite commit to the centre of the goal. But anyway, he did manage to score. Thought he was offside. He wasn't offside. You know, he was shaking his hand like this as though he wasn't quite impressed with it. It was a good goal, to be fair to him. It was just a nice little cheeky clip around the keeper. Keeper should have done better, in my opinion. And then Hendo. I don't rate him in an England shirt, but in a Liverpool shirt, he turns up. Yeah, and it was a oh, it was a great goal. That's another one that's going to be a contender as well. But something that interested me, I know that the game itself was explosive and was good, and Liverpool looked very good. I mean, the scoreline probably doesn't flatter Liverpool because they had twenty-three shots to AC Milan seven. There was a few bits where Liverpool looked a bit weak defensively, um, yeah. especially for the two goals. But that I think is to do with Van Dijk not playing. Um, totally agree. And they did both come from Trent's side, um, and Trent was on the halfway line when it was happening. So that's that's an element of his attacking prowess um, from a right back position that I think is why people were talking about him being in centre midfield. But anyway, there was the the thing that interested me a lot um, going into the game was Origi not getting a place on the bench for all of the Premier League games so far. I think he's not been on the bench at all. Um, either it was it was the last game he wasn't on the bench. I know that much. And then was able to start the game last night in the Champions League. Um, and that raised a lot of eyebrows. But then he got that assist for Salah. And oh my God, stunning, perfect chip. That even made Salah himself think it was offside. You are unbelievable. So it was, it's, he's a strange player. He will, he will, uh, people will say uh, he probably couldn't get into the Crystal Palace team, but he will score or get great assists in the Champions League at important moments. So, well, strange this, player. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh... The, the chip very much reminded me of something like Paul Scholes, to be honest with you. He's out of nowhere and no one was expecting it, like the defence most definitely. Um, but it was a stunning chip. I mean, he, he turns up in big games. Exactly. As I was listening to some of the press conferences earlier on today um, and it came out that he, he's just a... Jurgen Klopp's... When you think of Liverpool, you don't think of a, the depth that a City might have, for example, or a Manchester United. But he's really trying to put that... Um, that faith and that trust into the the team that he's got at the moment, because obviously they've not spent loads of money. I mean, we saw, for example, Chamberlain, um, uh, the Ox come back on. Yeah, Ox of the Chamberlain. Sorry, I forgot his name. I've not seen him in that long. Um, but, you know, he came on. I think Curtis Jones made an appearance. Yeah, he did do it for Diego Jota. So he really is just trying to give more people that trust because again, they've not had that trust and faith in so many of the team, but Origi, I mean, he, he does turn up a question for you. That was very much not rehearsed. Should Trent be in midfield? Is it time for Trent Alexander-Arnold to move into maybe a central position or even a winger, something like that? Well, that's what I was thinking. I don't think the centre midfield game worked at all. Um, but yeah, like you said, a winger maybe because he has got that. And you saw just yesterday that the goal, uh, the first goal, the, 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 all what you want from your sort of uh, player making a cross into the boxes, you want it to point, like pick out the most um, accessible player that's going to score in that area, the most dangerous player, or you want it to deflect and go in. And he does both. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it was such a dangerous cross that it deflected in and he um, went down as an own goal for Tamori. But it was all down to Trent. And he is so dangerous in that position. I think, yeah, maybe a right winger would be the perfect place for him. I just, 
And I just don't think he's got it defensively. And because no. he attacks so much, he leaves gaps in defence. Um, I'm not I'm not the tactician. I'm not Jurgen Klopp. Um, but I, I just I worry about them defensively. Like they, you should, the AC Milan haven't been in the Champions League for eight years, and their team it's like Madrid, Barcelona sort of thing. They've got they've got unrecognisable players. I mean, Kessie's a good player, um, but then they've got like Rebic, Diaz, Liao, Benacher. Um, I don't recognise half the players' names, and they they were winning at Anfield two one at one point because of defensive errors and it yeah. can't just be out of nowhere. Liverpool have got the squad and they've got the attacking depth to not the depth but they've got the attackers to win that game which is fine. It was at Anfield so it was bound to happen. But yeah, I think it's I think he'd be worth having a go on the wing maybe at some point. But might not ever happen. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that because obviously he's got a tough. Um, I mean, that's it. Where would you play him? You'd arguably have to play playing behind Salah because he's not going to get in front of Salah. Let's be honest. You know, Salah, who's obviously scored you know record-breaking goals for well, obviously hit the hundred club now within 167 games, somewhat. Um, right then, let's move straight into uh, City versus Leipzig. Wonderful game. It's what I chose to watch yesterday. So thrilled I did do six different goal scorers from Man City. Um, one hilarious own goal as well, which was just the strangest thing to watch but at the same time I burst out laughing um in the middle of the village uh, uh, hotel where I was uh, where I was in down in Solihull yesterday um two uh, yeah two cracking finishes sorry I was just looking to see who where the other goal scorer was thinking I was pretty sure it was Cancelo who's the uh, the goal scorer what a crack that was um, wow and, and Grealish as well, obviously, you know, two wonderful finishes. People saying, will Grealish be able to do it at the top level? Leipzig were awesome yesterday. Massive shout out to their number 18. Uh, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but it's, we'll go with Unku. Unkunku. Unkunku, nearly there. Right. But he was, <laughs> you know, hat trick against City is no mean feat. It was, he was superb. Absolutely superb. Um, and great hat trick as well. Um we need to be very brief about this one, mate. Good game, bad game. What do you think to City? Obviously, no number nine, etc. Well, no, no, no proper central number nine. We'll go with. What did you think to City's performance? Yeah, just great. And like you said, with Grealish, he got his first Champions League goal, his first Champions League assist. This is why he's moved to a big club. He wanted that. He wanted his Champions League. And it's great to see him get it. And it was a great goal as well. And he just he just turned the defender inside out and got it onto his right like he wanted to and stuck it in the corner. It was a lovely finish. Um, and Kunku looked great. He he, I think he started at PSG. Um so he's he's always been a bit known um, and never really lived up to the potential, but scored a great hat trick against Man City. I mean, it's unfortunate to lose, but you, how how often can you get hat tricks against Man City? So he looked good. He scored two headers as well, so he was good in the air, um, and he scored another lovely finish. And yeah, Cancelo's goal was incredible. Um, Angelino got sent off against his old club, um, and Foden came back. So there was a lot to cheer great into, to see him but on it the pitch. was just uh, totally was just, forgot about that. But it was great to see him on the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. It was just a, it was just a Champions League classic. Nine goals. Um, I mean, every time, um, I think it was every time uh, Leipzig scored, City just came straight back with a goal. Just <laughs> yeah, they really did do forty-two minutes, and then there was Leipzig are coming back into it. Man City just. Yeah, sorry. I, I, again, the signal was dipping in and out then, but um, again, it's forty-two minutes, and then Riyad Mahrez goes and scores. Um, 51 minutes and then Grealish went and scored and then 73 minutes and guess what? Cancelo and then Jesus. So yeah, like you said, Champions League classic. We didn't rehearse this one. We've seen all of the teams thus far. Who's winning out of the selection so far? Winning the Champions League? Yep. 
Chelsea. Yeah, I don't. I think that's a fair shot. I think City could do it this year with that performance. Um, they were made to work for it, and it was a great performance. So, um, quickly, goal of the week. Who are you giving it to? Ah, Cancelo, Grealish, Bellingham, and Henderson. Ah, uh, bu- 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 <laughs> Can or Hend- Cancelo. <laughs> I'm going Hendo. Great technique. I, I, thought it was a I mean, Hendo's was unbelievable and the, the yeah. moment was... Yeah, they're, they're just two great, great Champions League goals, weren't they? I, I, you know, but... Um, okay, we're going to have to very much fly into the FPL update. So, Callum, who is your fancy Premier League captain this week? It is absolutely Mo Salah, the same man that just... He's got Crystal Palace... Um, and Crystal Palace and Mo Salah are just a match made in heaven. Um, I can't remember whether, I think it's at Anfield as well, I want to say. Um, funnily enough, just checking that. Obviously, I can't find them now. That's fantastic. Yes, it is at Anfield. <laughs> well, I mean, Palace look good like on paper at, at the moment, but um, Liverpool at home against Crystal Palace, I'm sure they put seven past them last season. Mo Salah came off the bench and scored a few as well. Um, so yeah, he's taken the armband. Um, Ronaldo is going to be vice against West Ham. Um, I mean, to be fair, vice could go to Jota or Alexander Arnold for me because again, Palace at home. But yeah, I'm going to go with Mo Salah. I'm not going to. I don't think I'm going to go do anything too crazy. I'm not sure what I'm doing with transfers yet because I do want Lukaku, but I can't afford him with Ronaldo. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm also ever so thinking about changing Ronaldo to Lukaku already because Chelsea got Spurs, but West Ham could be ropey with um, with Antonio out and and just recovering from Thursday night football. So. Yeah, I'm going to go with Salah for the armband and then I'm going to think about the transfers for the weekend, but I don't think I'm going to wildcard this week. No, well, I already used my wildcard because I was in desperate need of a bit of a revamp because I was so far behind in every single group that I was in. And so far behind for me is just, it's mid-table. Tell everyone who you captain. Mikhail Antonio. Tell everyone who you captain. <laughs> Mikhail Antonio, yes. Minus two points for all those unfortunate sods who did the same thing as me. It's hilarious, isn't it, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah, go on. Oh. Give him a round of applause. Go on. Yeah, give him a round of applause. No, I don't, Antonio, I think you. <laughs> who, who brings in Ronaldo for the wild card and then captains Antonio? That's what I want to know. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to such a great podcast. <laughs> I, I can only, again, apologise that Callum's signal has just been so rope. No, I'm joking, of course. So, who's my captain going to be? Uh, yeah, nail on the head with, with Salah. You know, I think... Um, Again, you, you look at the stats from last season, he does have a good time and he's in good form at the moment. And uh, vice captain for me, I will be going with Ronaldo. I don't think he's, I think West Ham will keep him fairly quiet. But with that, um, obviously, with tonight's game uh, where they've done well, don't get me wrong, I think it'll take, I think it'll massively take it out of them. And I think that um, United will have managed to rest a few of their players which will make them just feel a little bit more alive than obviously West Ham will feel personal opinion about it so yep Salah will be my captain yeah yeah it's, it should be a good weekend um I think uh I'm not sure what formation I'm going to go for because I've got Ben White with 
against Burnley and Aylin against Newcastle and yeah. Luke Shaw against West Ham. So my team's actually good. I don't know how to feel about Ben Rama at the moment. He's got Man United as well. So I think I could stick with Antonio and just leave him on the bench, but I don't That's like that do. amount of money being there. Yeah, I think because it's just one game, I might do that. But Ben Rama... Uh, He's starting to become a bit of a. Um, I think it's. I think it's time to take the points and run. And also, Tony's becoming a bit of a pain. So I do need to have a look um, and just see what kind of surgery I can do, um, and then save that wild card for Chelsea's big run from game week seven. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to build up the points, which is why I won't be making any transfers this week. I was thinking about putting Diego Jota in. I don't think. Uh, um, I think he's he's average, but he's averaging about six points a game at the moment, near enough set. Do you know what I'm telling? I I know exactly how many points he's averaging. It's six point seven. I've just checked uh, because I wanted, to, I needed to have a look and just see whether or not it was worthwhile doing. So I can't even if uh, 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 I know exactly how many points he's averaging. So. I need those type of points. But like I say, I'm going to keep hold of what I've got at the moment. I'm going to try and, I'm, no, I'm not going to try. I'm going to build up for the, uh, the the two free transfers that I'll get next week. Because like you said, I'm, I'm tempted with Lukaku. He is going to be a machine this year. And um, and he's keeping pace quite simply with the, uh, with the best of the best. But yeah, for me, it's going to be Salah this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just wanted to have a, I just wanted to give a quick, quick shout out Um to Nottingham Forest, who have parted ways with Chris Hewton today. Um, Let me just. So he's playing a violin. He's playing a violin. Um, Spotify, Spotify listeners. He's playing a violin because he's an entitled Leeds fan now, um, and he's seen the Premier <laughs> League for just one full season. <laughs> we finished very well in that season, Albie. It's not been a great start. We are in there. Are you in? Is it League One? We're in the league. You've only just left. May I add? You oh no, there. sorry. It's you're it's... going into League One. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> I think we are, and I'm not. Even, I'm not even. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. I listen, think we are. Listen, though, that no team is entitled to stay in any league or be in any league unless they perform the way they do. It would be it would be a, a rotten shame if Forest were to drop that far because they have got some incredible footballing history, but at the same time they need to pull something out. Yeah, and I think um I but the thing is, I think we're just we're just a club that is a poison chalice well for the last 20 years because I mean we're destroying managers and players that are coming through. Chris Hewn had an amazing record before he came to us, and that's why we wanted him. He took Brighton up, he took Newcastle up, he got Birmingham into the playoffs. Um, and for us, he's just got a point out of 21. Um, we lost six games so far this season out of seven. Yeah. Um, the last time we won in front of a crowd was against Leeds at home. And I think since we played Leeds at home and won, Leeds have more wins in the championship since then than we do and have spent a full Premier League, um, has spent a full season in the Premier League. <laughs> It's hilarious, isn't it? It's funny. <laughs> so <And> <laughs> we haven't oh, won a sorry. league game since the fourth of April. That was the last time we won a league game. Oh, the fourth at Easter. Um, fourteen games without a win, as it stands. Uh, Twenty-seven managers over the last seventeen years. So managers, I mean, the short list we've got at the moment, the top uh, five in order uh, for the bookies are Steve Cooper of Swansea, Chris Wilder. Alex Neal, Eddie Howe and John Terry. We won't get Eddie Howe. We won't get John Terry. We don't want John Terry. 
Steve Cooper apparently we were open talks with, but there's compensation things going on. And Chris yeah. Wilder is actually apparently keen um, for some sort of reason. It's just been a terrible um, life I've had supporting them, really. So I just wanted <laughs> to give them a big shout out and say thanks again um, for everything. Um, and I hate, love you. Uh, so <laughs> I just want to also add to this. He's a lot of uh, Callum's family does support. I say a lot. He's got one or two members of his family that support Spurs. So I know that you are a secret Spurs supporter. Maybe not a fan, but a supporter. And even also then, very joyful. Great. <laughs> I know. And even they're not doing very great. So what? The, literally, the only thing you have to look forward to at the moment are these podcasts and <laughs> Fantasy Premier League. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I win Fantasy Premier League. That's where all my Put all of goes. your energy into that. Yeah. Oh, anyway. <laughs> right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to yet another podcast. Um, we've had a great time. I hope you enjoy listening to it. Callum, always a pleasure. Never usually a chore. And yeah, thank you to everybody for listening. Like I say, uh, we will see you next time. Good night. God bless. See you on the other side.